But I, I don't know what's on your mind, but on my mind, I think, I think the death knell of comedy has been wrong. Uh, because miming, oh, I, you know, for you it's the death of comedy. For me, it's the return of real comedy, which is miming. <laughs> well, of course, you have a bias due to your nationality. Yeah, m- to, to... miming is the essence of true laughter, and uh, <laughs> and, and thanks to TikTok, uh, it's uh, it's now it's the law, the law of mime. Well, what's I mean, it's, it's just so... I, I mean, this article, is this from The Nation? Did, did I send it to you? Yes, I think so. Yeah. I mean, they've written, The pandemic is the ideal time for this pantomime mode to flourish, meaning TikTok, essentially. Lip-syncing mimicry is bare-bone comedy, a form of miming perfectly suited to social media. Uh, I mean... Are, are these just old people who have never heard of TikTok and they now think that like comedians on Twitter who are lip syncing to politicians have invented something? I mean, it's, they have a point. They say lip syncing is perfectly suited to social media, and it does it does kind of go well with the, the, the you know the emptiness. It's like kind of openly giving up and um, having anything to say, and, and just uh, you know, I'll just a little just a little lip syncing, you know, Jimmy Fallon style. I mean, it's symbolic of our of our culture cultural moment in general but it's not they don't think it's great for that reason like they don't think it's great because like oh yeah everyone is just repeating everybody else and is afraid to say their own thoughts that's why miming is the perfect form of comedy right now they just think it's like funny i don't think they give it really a lot of thought as the thing but yeah i mean of course they wouldn't they would never say uh it's Lady Glade because we've all abandoned and surrendered. <laughs> but, but, uh, but that's that's the truth. Like that's why it's so amazing. It's like everyone's admitting there's there's no more individual free thoughts. I, I mean, not only is it like cheap to just lip sync to something else that someone has already said. Like when people lip sync to Trump, it's like Trump already said something funny, and now you're just lip syncing. Like suppose, supposedly mocking, but it only works because what he's doing is already funny. But you could say, you know, that was the criticism of all comedy since Trump said no one is as funny as him. So you could say, well, at least these lip syncers, uh, you know, going all the way with it. Uh, they're not even trying to kind of appreciate that. I mean, I feel like it's all, not only is it offensive to just like com- comedic writers and stand-up comedians who write their own things. It's offensive to professional. Um, uh, impressionists who like are really good at doing impressions with their own face and their own speech of other people, right? Well, you, you seem to completely underestimate the, the new genre of lip syncing, which is a huge new genre. It's not even that new. It's, it's I think it's been a long time, but it's like the people, some, some people, it's their entire life. And you seem to put that under other forms of explanation. Wow. I, you don't seem to respect it. You don't seem to respect lip syncing. I guess I'm, I guess I'm just, <laughs> I'm missing something. It's like people would make fun of musicians for lip syncing. It was looked down upon. Remember when right, there were so yeah. many controversies over like Christina Aguilera, whoever it was, or Britney Spears maybe, lip syncing? Yeah. And now it's the highest art. No, I mean, to be clear, I don't respect lip syncing, but I, I, I just don't think that... Um, I don't think that, but you know, opposing lip syncing to like some, you know, the real original, the, the people who have things to say and have original, it's like uh, it's you could see it as a commentary on um, the lack of originality, also for the you know supposed 
I know you, you know, you represent, you know, you're someone who writes and has thoughts and, and, and ideas, you know, uh, so you feel insulted and threatened by this. But maybe, maybe they're telling your people, the lip syncing people are telling your people. Well, that, our people, um, our people, right? Are you on the, whose side uh, are you on? I, I don't think I have opinions anymore, so I feel like I, I'm, I'm a, I, I feel like I'm from the outside. I'm looking at both you people. <laughs> I'm, looking, I'm looking at you people, and uh, I think that it just there's also you see there's a race, there's a ridiculous race for original takes and interesting ideas that we you know we, we witness as well, and we, we also end up looking down on those. It's like another form of just like mocking people who like even. It's just another form of just cheap mockery, right? Like, that's what's funny. When you lip sync someone, you're saying, look how dumb this person is. Again, you're insulting miming. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, because miming actually (laughs) takes some skill because you're creating your own world. Whereas with lip syncing, you're taking something someone has already created. It's funny. A few days ago, I saw, I was watching a a mime. I was actually really watching a French mime, unrelated. You think the people who do impressions are really pissed? Well, I just imagine it's like a rare moment where impressionists and like comed- and like writers can unite because I feel like the typical feud is like, well, impressionists aren't really that. I mean, like, sure, it's it's not as hard as writing like stand up or writing something difficult. But yeah, we can both argue that the lip the lip syncers are both of our enemies. So yeah, yours unite against something that's even worse than before. It's the worst. I, it's even worse than even... improv. Can you? I mean, I could not imagine there could be something worse than improv. Uh, you know, I I don't. I, I mean, in the evaluation of the like, you're making this hierarchy, which I know I know it exists, but it's like it's, it's quite arbitrary. Like you could you could change all these. Uh, you could. I mean, maybe there'll be something worse after the limps. You know, the lip syncers will become the sophisticated crowd because like the new people will be the ones who just maybe listen to Trump there'll be videos of people listening to him and doing maybe just silent listening and that'll be like the coolest thing and then lip syncing will look like a craft compared to that like like a real craft you think people will just listen to Trump and that will be the new <laughs> you, you have to appreciate that lip syncing does involve some kind of uh, ability you have to do it you have to you know You've never seen a video of Emma Stone shredding a lip sync contest? Oh, no. (laughs) No. I mean, uh, I myself, I mean, I don't know, I feel like it's it's not an American, did you do that in high school? Lip syncing? Well, I mean, karaoke? It used to be called karaoke, but I guess it's karaoke (laughs) for not music. Well, I'm just curious, like, what what, did it, what is it that people are so amused by? Is it like, oh, they managed to memorize everything that that person said and then say it without saying the words? And, like, like that's fun. I, just, I guess I'm just missing something. Like, the way that people are, I mean, I don't want to mention specifically, like, there was a comedian on Twitter who... Uh, I have no, I like I think she's funny and then she suddenly I don't even think she expected what happened which is she just did a kind of basic lip sync of, of of the Trump Lysol speech and then she just like suddenly became a celebrity like Seinfeld retweeted Ricky Gervais retweeted like all these huge celebrities retweeted it and I, I was just confused and she was probably confused because it was like a very basic TikTok it was just as though these people had never been on TikTok and then thought it was like this new thing even that nation article says this new genre that this particular comedian invented 
which is just not true. It's just what TikTok is, right? I guess. I mean, you could say that she, because she's a comedian, she took it to like a more clearly comedic place. Although it's all comedic, but I guess she just is a comedian. Are you considering getting into lips? I mean, just a couple months ago, you you, were, you said you were never going to do a podcast. Look at you now. <laughs> so but I never, but many... I never thought it didn't take skill to do a podcast. I just d didn't believe I had the skills to do it. Maybe that's it's maybe true. that's still true. <laughs> but, um, it's so yeah. You were and so you were a fan of a few podcasts. Uh, a couple podcasts that you were yeah. It's so and you it sounded like you you would and you wouldn't be a fan of lips. You wouldn't be addicted. You wouldn't get addicted to a, an amazing lip syncer. Probably. Yeah, unless there's some like innovative new way of doing it, which there probably is that that will be developed. But as for now, for all I can see is people are just lip syncing to things that other people have already said and like maybe like doing like a yeah, like a mime, like putting a wig on or something, which if you find a really funny way of like visualizing in a in a um what that person has said in an uns in a surprising and unexpected way, then I think that's cool, but that's not really what I've seen, I guess. You know, all this talk about lips, we keep saying the word lip, and it makes me think of lips, and I guess there's also a whole style of, uh, it's not comedy, but it, it's videos that exist of lips, you know, there's a lot of lip videos, and I wonder if there could be a crossover there, because maybe what's exciting is to look at someone's lips doing something. Do you mean like the thing like they did on Conan with like Triumph, where he would just like have the moving lips on a static image? No, no, I was thinking of something that's not humor at all, it's like these, uh, almost like, uh, I guess, kind of cosmetic beauty videos. I, I don't really know that it's like, it's, you know, it's that type of thing where it's a close-up on, like close-ups of lips. <laughs> well, I guess you're revealing <laughs> a particular fetish. No, I could show you, I could, what? Is it a fetish? You don't know what I'm talking about? A lip fetish? Yeah, I guess lip fetish, it's not, it's, it's not that, creepy or weird it's like there's all kinds of like accounts with millions of followers of doing that i guess i'm confused can you explain a little bit more well you'll have like uh, close-ups of um maybe of lips you have lip videos <laughs> you just look at the lips it's just like a purely sensory experience it's like uh you kind of enjoy the lips it's not, it doesn't have to be sexual it's just like fun to look at lips but what are the lips doing um, let me, I'm gonna take a look here. This is, uh, the lips, they kind of move a little bit. Uh, you, you, you look at them, um, look, lips, lip accounts. Oh, yeah, I guess it's a lot of lip gloss and lipstick uh, accounts, I guess. So, yeah, I never thought of it that way. They're actually <laughs> they're for people who are into lipstick and looking for lip, lip gloss tips. They're makeup tutorials. I guess that's what they are. I never... I and never... you are just viewing them as lip... <laughs> videos for lip enthusiasts i have no idea that these were actually yeah i never thought of them as tutorials but i guess that's what they are what did you type in to search for what you're searching for was, i think it was someone sent this to me once and i was like oh this is cool if those lip videos got into lip syncing if they, if they could st you know st if seinfeld maybe got these people got into these people he'll realize he, he doesn't know what's going on on the internet, is what it is. I think that's kind of the, that's, you know, you are so surprised that all these uh, very mainstream, older celebrities 
are so taken by well, it as if they'd never seen it before, and I think that's what it is. Well, that's what I, that's what I'm saying. I guess is it really just about like the, the nation writers? Or are they just like, are these just like older people who are not aware of like TikTok? They could be impressed by other things that we know. Yeah. That we could show them, and and they wouldn't even realize it's not humor anymore. I'll I'll wait for Seinfeld to like retweet World Star Hip Hop. Like, wow, this is <laughs> new new groundbreaking new genre. I guess the problem with with your your outrage is it does it does have something to do with some form of bitterness. You know, it's not pure. It's not pure outrage. Well, absolutely. I mean, I would never deny that. I had a I had a tweet I had a tweet die just yesterday. I I texted you. I was so upset. And you think that's directly because of the up the, like the the rise of the the lip syncing. Because of that, no one like people consider you know witty jokes as just la- no, lame no, 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 and. No. no, I don't think it's that. I I blame the algorithm in its entirety, um, but I don't know. You suggested that maybe it's just different. Yeah, different things are catching attention. It's not necessarily stand up if you're not if you don't already have a huge following that isn't a stand up. It's it's possible. I've seen you get into things, so I, I can see you getting into lip syncing. Well, I don't know who, who what would I lip sync? You lip sync like a, you know, an Arab dictator or something. Arab dictator. <laughs> Just stick to your, you know, your, your, your themes. I should, I should, li- I mean, maybe that's something. What if I started lip syncing like Osama bin Laden? <laughs> <the back> of- <laughs> I'm sure it's been done. I mean, I'm sure all these things have been done. I, I bet there's all kinds of TikTokers who are like really upset at, you know, the comedians getting all this uh, re- retweets because I'm, I'm sure a lot of random TikTokers did this before them. Well, absolutely. If I was a TikToker, that's another group who should be enraged reading that Nation article claiming that these comedians have invented this format. They literally say they invented it. Right. I mean, they should, they should lip sync the article. They should have someone... Uh, the audio version of it. Um, I don't know. I'm, you know, there's different ways of expressing yourself. I mean, I was watching, uh, you know, a documentary about Vietnam and uh, noticing these Buddhist monks set themselves on fire to express yes. outrage. Absolutely. That's very different from, you know, you podcasting about a nation article. Yeah, maybe that'll be the, like, maybe I'll lip sync setting myself on fire. <laughs> Yeah. I, I, I'm just wondering what would be the way for you to um, express your outrage in a more potent way. That's, what, that's why I mentioned it, because I feel like you're doing now something that is kind of weak in terms of like the out, like, are you really going to, like, we really want to change the situation. We don't want to, you know, and, and uh, you're, you're telling me, on the other hand, the, on the other end of the spectrum, there's like setting yourself on fire, which I don't want you to do, but maybe there's something in between. Well, it's it that's the trap. It's like there's no way to like criticize the the like the direction that society goes in that you that you don't like if it if there's like a sense of just being like bitter. Like if someone can just just say, "Well, you're just saying that because like it's some personal reason or like, you know what I mean? Like it's hard to complain about something like that without seeming like you just love some like boomer like being like, "Oh, the kids, you know." Well, you think if you set yourself on fire out of outrage for the lip syncing uh, craze, uh, would that would people still see that as bitter, or they would see that it's more than that? <laughs> I think uh, I think that would I think that would like end the discussion about. <laughs> it would just be like that's uh, she needed serious psychological help and she didn't get it. <laughs> you know. 
I feel um, like uh, if you setting yourself on fire is a direct consequence of lip syncing um, and how, how it just <laughs> killed you, um, I feel like they would stop. Don't you? Or they'll be like, now more than ever, we must keep lip, lip syncing. I mean, you would do it as a sacrifice for all, like, it's like, you know, it's, it's beyond you, right? It's like the, the rights of intelligence, uh, writing, originality, craft, you know, even stand-up maybe, all, all of it, all, all the things that are, that are being, you know, taken away by the, the North, the, the, the repressive regime of Ziem. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm kind of confusing the, the comedy. Are you talking about the war? <laughs> I'm confusing uh, the Vietnam conflict with the, the common comedy scene. But uh, I think that's the idea. Well, I'll think about it. I mean, it's, I, it's certainly, I'll keep it on the list of, of things I might do. I mean, I, I should also tell you that, um, for full disclosure, I also have a crush kind of on one of these lip syncers. Which, who? I, mean, I don't want to say, but but it doesn't matter. It's it's a very mild crush, but it's uh, th that actually made me feel guilty immediately, because it made me feel like um, you know I, I feel the same way you do about this stuff. Yet it's you have strong feelings about what you you know you, you have your criteria, but you do, you you do want to be able to be surprised. Okay, no, that's fair. I like that. I think that's an open-minded way of going about the world, for sure. But you can also go too far and be too generous with people. It's true. I mean, I feel like actually, I mean, we have the same, uh, when we talk about, um, you know, like we watched this, we, we both watched this documentary about Donald Rumsfeld, and you were very critical of him and said he was evil, and I was like, no, you know, you know take a, take a, lend an ear. Uh, yeah. And it was stimulating. Um, it's not because I'm attracted to Donald Rumsfeld, you know. That's true, but oh my god, it's the the clapping is right now. It's seven. Oh god. I, I think that uh, my ongoing uh, problem with you is <laughs> <laughs> is that you have this like very strict sense of uh, morality that uh, allows you to. Um, uh, never, um, I guess, project yourself into the things that you criticize. Like, you know, Don, like Donald Rumsfeld, you know, did all these bad things. But really, I think, from listening to him, that you actually, you, you your way of thinking is very similar to Donald Rumsfeld. You have a very similar way of uh, looking at the world. <laughs> mm -hmm. yes. I'm just saying, if you were in his position, the only difference between you and him is, you know, he had access to, like, mean, crazy means. Um, of, you know, and so he took actions, and there a lot of them. There was a lot of mistakes. Okay, but I, I don't know if if you were in his position, you would have necessarily um, behaved differently. Uh, so you you think that when when you're put in a position of power, like you will just drop any kind of value for human life? No, 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 no. Uh, I think that you try to do your job the best you can. And if you're uh, in an American government, likely uh, you will fail and make a mistake. That's just like a pattern here. But uh, you really do your best. It looks like it. That, I'm just, do, but just saying that's what I felt, that's all. While you felt that he was like a complete monster. Well, you need to decide what their motives are because there's their performed speech and their performed motives. And then there's their actions and what those actually say, and their hidden actions, which come to light later, which then 
calls into question all of their spoken motives. But you seem to think that their their primary motive all the time is to protect the country. And what goes wrong is that they go too far and start getting paranoid and then start committing all these heinous acts of inhumanity. Whereas I think that there's always an underlying agenda of of profit that goes beyond just national security yeah 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 that's the thing but so you think that there's a there's an underlying evil that is the the engine for all i mean evil is like not necessarily the word i would use i mean in some cases when i mean like you know like abu Ghraib and and guantanamo it's hard not to use the word evil but um i just think the incentives are always for for the profit of a small amount of people, elite people, and not necessarily for the country at large. Uh, it's possible, but I think that, um, I mean, you're, you're implying that it's like, yeah, the incentive is like, a, it's a bad, this bad intent. And, yes. um, and I think that's also what you're, the way you see the lip syncers, this bad intent. Uh, and I think, I just think that, you, you know, you see yourself on the other side, you know, on, the, on that, on, over there on the, on the bad side, there's like Donald Rumsfeld and like the lip syncers and, and you, <laughs> you're on this side, but I think you could have been on the other side too. I think it could have happened. It's like, it could, you could, you could I find mean, yourself lip syncing, you could find yourself, you know, you could have been in government, you know, life had gone a little differently. I mean, sure. If we're talking about logical possibilities. <laughs> Yes, I could have been on a myriad of limitless other things, but but the person I am now could not, I believe, I mean, I choose to believe that I could not do those things comfortably. So, I mean, the generosity that you give these people, particularly the lip syncers, like I can understand, you know, wanting to get billions of dollars at the cost of like you know some, some hundreds of people like i don't think it's i don't think it's good i don't think i would do it i think it should be condemned but i understand it but the lip syncing to do something like that and then say i am talented and funny and i deserve attention and 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 that is a worthwhile way to spend my time is is moving my mouth to the words that someone else has already spoken and not adding much other uh, opinion or material to that that to me is irrational behavior that should be punishable by death well i think you're you're underestimating the the body language that the you know they're putting a lot of little little touches subtle touches in their in their lip syncing it's not just the lips it's a little all kinds of little things sometimes creative edits they'll add an imaginary character you know, an imaginary, they'll do all these things, which you could argue is, uh, you know, uh, the sign of some kind of effort put into it. Um, well, I guess the problem is, if we're being honest, I haven't seen that many of these. <laughs> I've seen the main, the main, a main one. I've seen a primary one in question. Can you send me an example of like one that you think has some merit and I'll watch it right now? I mean, I, I, I'm ashamed to do that because, really, it, it, the, the problem with it you is... See? No, you see? No, I mean, see? I'll tell you, you it's, I mean, it's a bigger problem. It, it's, it doesn't... The point of these videos is not to laugh. However, they do give you a lot of joy. You know, joy comes in many uh, forms, you know. Yes. Uh, so, I would say with these videos, you don't laugh, but you find yourself strangely happy.
strangely happy. How about that? Do you have any value to that? Okay, that's fine. Yes, now send it to me and I'll tell you how strangely happy (laughs) it makes me. You want to send it to you right now? Okay. Yes. Uh, uh, Because what I want to teach you is that I'm happy to change my tune. You think I live in this rigid world and it's not true. I know there's gray areas and I'm happy to change my opinion. Okay, yeah, I don't know if I can send this to you. Wow, you see, it falls apart. All of the talk that you just said falls apart within a moment of providing me evidence. It, it is nice, the idea of people speaking less. There's something to that. Like, you could say a lot of this shit that we hear, like Trump or whatever, like, you know, it does leave you speechless. No one has anything really good, funny, interesting to say about it. So there's something to acknowledging that. And the next step would be um, just more and more silence. Uh, you know, like I feel like a lot of the, the late night show people, you know, these monologues, these these speeches. You know, if they could just go away, that wouldn't be bad. If instead, if they just did lip syncing for ten minutes, do you think it'd be that different? I mean, I'm sure, like uh, what Stephen Colbert, he could, you know, throw out his monologue and just do lip syncing for ten minutes. I think it would be the same. Don't you think? Um, I could agree with that, but that just shows you how terrible it is. Uh, but but at the same time, the writing is uh, what you call skilled. Uh, is it? I don't. Know. <laughs> well, no, I would. I don't want to. No, no, no. I wouldn't. I don't. I'm happy to put those in the same category: the late night monologues and the lip syncing. I'm happy to say they're both the enemy. I mean, how would they feel if you said that to them, the writers, who are like arguably? Well, the thing is, the writers are not bad. There's lots of great writers who who write for those, but it's not really up to them. I think lip syncing is more progressive, actually, because it acknowledges the uselessness of uh, of uh, of uh, thinking. So, hmm. um, I think that we should come out of this this conversation uh, advocates of lip syncing. You. Well, listen, I told you, I think it's very symbolic in a very dark way, but that's not the reason it's being celebrated. I'm happy to celebrate it for this particular reason. I mean, I think, I, you know, the, the point of uh, the subconscious and the symbolic is that it shouldn't be said, you know, out loud. No one has to say it. We say it, of course, because we can't help but speak the <laughs> truth, but, but it, it, it shouldn't be said. It doesn't need to be said, and that's how it seeps into the minds of... So you uh, think the reasons that people think things are good don't really matter? No, because it's just like the, it's the most superficial upper surface layer uh, of, of what's going on. It's, it's just what people say. No, I don't think what people say ever really matters that much. I, I don't think, uh, I think most people think that. I don't think I, I'm the only one who thinks that. Because people, it doesn't really matter what you say. I mean, what matters is uh, who you are, like where you're, you know, where you're coming from, as, you know, what kind of person are you saying this? So the substance is like a bit of a, it's like dust. Sorry, I sound very sound yeah. like dark. Don't you, don't you feel that way? That substance is gone, of course. I mean... Uh, that's the whole problem. That's the whole problem I'm talking about with the lip syncing. No, I know, but, but like the bigger illusion is, you know, is we still have the hope of, you know, saying things. I don't know. I mean, we're being... I mean, we're, but we're speaking very... We're exaggerating quite a bit. There are obviously still people in the world who care about substance and art, and they're as frustrated as we are, and this is who this podcast is directed to. You, you um, say that, but I don't know if, um, uh, I, I mean, yeah, you're, I'm sure a lot of people are as frustrated as we are about it, but in terms of uh, anyone being able to do it, I, I don't think it's, because uh, I was thinking like, uh, I was, I guess I'm, I'm having like a little phase of, I'm watching all the movies in the, just the past few days, not, not because of the pandemic, to be clear, 
uh, I was just thinking there's just no equivalent to the type of directors that used to exist. And I'm not saying this as like, it used to be better, whatever thing used to be better. It's just like, it's a different world. It doesn't really allow for it, I think. I was thinking like someone like Kubrick right now would just be a little awkward. Probably make some- Really? I think so. I don't think it would even exist, someone like him. I, I, but why is that? It shouldn't be that way. Is it just that money has been become too entangled with the art world and like the people who are now holding the wallets are not really interested in saying anything that could be risky or scare away people who are spending their money? No, I don't think so because I feel like really you can get anything made. I don't think that's the thing. This, I don't think there's some kind of censorship. Uh, really? I mean, I think that's that's kind of part of it. But then why do you think that a Kubrick couldn't exist? Uh, I, I, I don't know, I don't have to answer, really. It's just something I feel. And, uh, it's like all kinds of ways to explain it, I guess. But maybe, maybe it is the lip syncer's fault. The thing is, I think there are, like, great visionary and, like, weird directors still making stuff. It just doesn't reach the mainstream the way it used to. And that's why I think it's a financial thing of, like, everything is kind of more polished now. Can you just give me one example so, so we can be on the same page? Can you tell me someone who... Oh, oh you're saying they, 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 sh they probably do exist, but we don't have access to them, you're saying? It's just they're not lifted to the mainstream because there's like a few like Netflix basically owns the mainstream now So they choose what reaches people and I like what is their incentive to choose like really weird things like do they even have one? I don't know um, I think they have some weird things sometimes but yeah, you, I mean I guess you're right But at the same time we're very in tune with uh, the internet and we see we know people who and we, we know talent a lot of talented people It's not a question of like less talent or anything like we know a lot a lot of talented yeah. people who, they just put out videos on Twitter or on Instagram or YouTube and some of them are like, yeah, when I see them, I'm like, oh, they would have been amazing in a different era probably. But now they're just destined to really just be cult, um, little cult figures on, for an online community, you know? I'm still waiting for the, the lip sync that's going to change my <laughs> life. <laughs> okay, but I, how about I send it to you, but uh, you, don't, you don't talk about what it is. <laughs> You don't, you don't okay. say who made it or... No, I won't. I won't. Oh, I'll just okay. watch it and give okay, my thoughts. Right. Um, but you have to accept this form of comedy, which is where you don't laugh too much. <laughs> I mean, it's, listen, I'm able to appreciate things that nothing makes me laugh anymore, so I don't judge things based on what makes me laugh or not. That's that's Yeah, that's true, actually. You know, it's been like a, a, a problem with... Um, um, I have with you and with a few of... Basically, all my comedian friends... And that's why another reason that I don't, I'm not a comedian is, is that I really don't have that problem. Like comedians, after a while, they just can't laugh anymore. And I, I understand why. I think it uh, makes sense for all kinds of, you know, just the whole experience of it. You change your way of experiencing a joke and experiencing humor. I, but it's really unfortunate, I think, in terms of, because I, I find myself working on um, a couple of projects with uh, some comedians. And, you know, when something is funny to me, um, I can really enjoy it. And for them, they, all they can do is just acknowledge that it's funny. Well, listen, I don't want to lump myself in there. Like, I can still laugh, but it's hard. To, I guess what I'm saying is it's hard to laugh at, like, stand-up. Um, yeah. But, like, if, like, you say something funny, I laugh. I've been laughing quite a bit. Um, but that so. doesn't count. That's different. Yes, you laugh in conversation with a friend, but... Um, you know what I'm saying. Like, as soon, uh, you know, we've done it a million times. As soon as we get into work mode or we start, it's like a whole yeah. different. 
I'm just I, I yeah. I'm really just I feel lucky that I'm I'm not like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean that says something about your commitment to stand up. You're saying my my lack of commitment. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess no, it's possible. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess the only way you have to just I, I didn't shed all the layers uh, of uh, I don't have that thick skin, right? That's the thing. Yeah, have this thick skin. That's good though. I think you. I think stand up in a way really destroys. It's the same as porn. Like if you do, if you laugh or like fuck professionally for a living, it's like you kind of lose those joys in your regular life. Not that I can speak to the other one. Maybe actually, porn stars still have really rich sex lives. I don't know. I think there's a way which uh, I think the ideal way is it multiplies. You know, that, that's there's a virtuous there's there's a, there's the the say in English the virtuous circle cycle. Do you say that? Like the, a, there's a good spiral and there's a bad spiral. Like where? Hmm. How do you? Is there an expression for that? In economy? I don't think so. Like you know, uh, it doesn't. I mean, the, my point is, ideally, it should be the opposite. Where the more the deeper you get into something, the the more you can actually enjoy and appreciate it. And actually, you should be laughing more than anyone. <laughs> you think so? But then, but, what about the de- the desensitization that occurs? Well, that's from being over. Yeah, that's the bad cycle, which seems like that's what everyone goes through. But I, I think that's that's wrong. Actually, well, uh, this is exactly the problem with. Um, uh, do, do you know the do you know Mishima 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 that movie? I, I just no. watched this movie. So this is a Japanese, this great Japanese writer, and I watched a movie about him. And his thing was, he was exactly like you. He was like kept being desensitized, so he needed more and more, and uh, it culminated in him killing himself in front of like uh, he 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 went to the he staged his suicide. He prepared his suicide for a whole year. He decided he was going to attack the. Um, um, like the the Japanese, the president of Japan or something, the head of Japan, uh, like kidnap him and kill himself in front of him. He committed seppuku in front of the guy. Just that's what he needed to feel something. Oh, so he was just totally dead, and so he had to actually die to feel something. Uh, completely, he said that. He said the only way he'll feel the intensity of life and of beauty, of beauty specifically, was by committing suicide. He felt he said it for years, and then he did it. So he wasn't. Wasn't bullshitting. Well, it's it's possible he was just depressed, right? Well, uh, maybe, but the, I'm now afraid. I'm I'm afraid it's what you're gonna do. You're gonna go to DC. You're gonna go find like all the, the people <laughs> who did all the wars in Iraq and all those, uh, and you're gonna kill yourself in front of them. You know? That wouldn't even do anything. It wouldn't even do anything. Well, in terms of you, you, in terms of your, you know, you trying to feel something. Um, well, no, I can feel things. I'm not at that point yet. Maybe in like 10 years. Right. But you also have this where you said books don't give you joy anymore and it's because you're overexposed. <sighs> well, that's because my life is so, so, so inane. That's, that's my, that, that's more personal reasons, you know. But I'm ready. I'm, right. It's the opposite. I'm, if you're desensitized, I'm like undersensitized. Anything will get me going. Like, you know, anything will get me. And that's why you love the lip syncing. You, you're just so ready to go. I suppose, yeah. I, I sent you something, so um, maybe. Oh, let, let me. Maybe you can appreciate see. it. Uh, yeah. You're in a vicious. In French, you say vicious cycle, virtuous cycle. You're in a vicious cycle where you need more and more to feel, and that only you know it's it's like a classic like addiction pattern. Okay, v- I've just watched a couple of these lip syncs. I thought this one that you sent me 
was definitely better and like had some like added theatrical elements and jokes in it whereas the other one didn't really so um right well um it is it's in, it's ambiguous which is what makes it maybe such a radically new art form hailed by Jay Seinfeld and Ben Stiller so <laughs> <laughs> I mean but at its core it's like still kind of basic like I suppose it's still not something like groundbreaking that's just my whole problem with it it's just it's not like that new the idea of just like making fun of somebody and like acting out what they're saying right i don't know it could probably easily be turned into something much more weird and, and interesting probably i'm, I'm sure it's just a couple of d decisions could make the same thing be like incredibly yeah. strange and exciting if you wanted to uh, you know now I feel like we have to crack it. Now I feel like we have to do it the, the really funny way. Well, yeah, that's what I've been the whole time. This whole conversation has been me hoping that at the end of this, you, <laughs> you get into lip syncing, and then people can dig, you know, find this podcast and be like, "Wow, what a what a what a hypocrite." Um. Well, that would never happen. I would delete the episode if that would happen. I guess the problem is, I if I if I if I just saw like one person do it and it really made me laugh, I would have to eat my words, you know. And that person might have to be you, because it might it might be me. Uh, <laughs> no one else will will do it. I think there's something, uh, and and you know, I for me it would solve a huge problem, which is my accent. You know. Oh, that's right. And uh, I just have to find oh, it, a lot of that has to do with the choice. You know, who you choose to to lip sync. You know, maybe we could lip sync. You know, Haneke movies. I could just lip sync. 1990s Isabelle Huppert or uh, you know and then of course it would not be, we would not get as much exposure as the ones doing literally the most famous people in the world so I've been uh, paying attention to this, the groups of people no one cares about like uh, the small the, you know I have a good friend who's a, who's a landlord owns a bunch of houses mm -hmm. he's not getting a lot of love right now from uh, anyone <laughs> The, yeah. His plight, the landlord's plight, is not um, appreciated. Oh, everyone! No one has any sympathy for landlords. You can't even Hannibal Burris. He tweeted like one thing in favor of landlords, and everybody turned on him. It's funny because anyone, uh, anyone rational who has like some extra money to invest would totally buy real estate, but mm -hmm. not, it's still not acceptable because there's something inherently. It's not because it's not. It doesn't even whether you're left or right. It's still it's still a parasite by doing that, or considered. Yeah. So there's, there's no uh, no silver lining. And meanwhile, they're getting so fucked that uh, it's just the, the the power struggle. It's hilarious just to see like the tenants. I mean, just in the situation of my friend, his tenants have so much power over him. Like he's waiting for June first, and you're just waiting to see if they'll pay rent or not. And it's entirely up to them. They can just choose to pay rent or not pay it or pay a little bit of it and they can't get evicted either way so it's like an absolute he can't he's just like getting cucked in you know an extreme way yeah but he doesn't have to pay mortgage right now uh he no that's the other thing he does it's a people don't like um i mean it's a lost cause i'm like i'm, I'm not going to defend him but he does have to pay his mortgage because not all mortgages have been frozen only a certain type doesn't matter i don't pity him <laughs> 
No, it's fine. No, we're, we're not, we're not going to paint you as a landlord sympathizer. <laughs> just saying it's, it's just funny to witness. He's just really waiting for... No, no, no. I, we, I get... No, his pain is just funny. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't about landlords. It's about schadenfreude. We're clear. Yes. But why is he still paying mortgage? Uh, because only, I mean, I don't know about all the mortgages, but it's definitely not, it's not like a situation where all mortgages, uh, I mean, it's like everything here where there's like all kinds of stipulations and types, like there's mortgages that have been approved by the state, those are the ones, the ones that have to do with state approval or city approval, those are the ones that can be frozen by the state. But he didn't, it's not the type of mortgage that he has. So he keeps paying his mortgages, and I'm sure it's the same with rent situations, some rents um, have there's different uh, uh, levels of uh, how much freedom you have in this in this crisis, so and uh, different diff- you know different situations. So he's the kind of guy who any request from his tenant he will he will totally immediately respond and, and take care of it. So like he has a tenant who wants to like redo the toilet, he'll just do it immediately. You know, this is a, wow. it's a nice guy, nice guy. But right now he's uh, getting many of those requests. <laughs> Because yeah. tenants know that they can really um, <laughs> kind of ask for anything, and he'll do it. So wow! Yeah. But this is like a isn't isn't he like a slumlord? Isn't this like just a really shitty house anyway? Or yeah, building? yeah, it is. But it's like he's kind of a failed slumlord because he's actually um, he he needed. That's why he's also not making any money because he's not. He would have to be ruthless and not care about anyone. And and but actually he does, and he's like full of empathy and as a result get, gets fucked every single time. Wow, that's such a beautiful story. I think his story needs to be heard. <sighs> well, that's what I was trying to tell him and he, he was explaining to me why in so many ways no one wanted to hear it and I still think no one wants to hear it. But it's like, it, it's so pathetic. It's like, he, he'll go, uh, like, he, he'll go to one of um, his houses where there's like, you know, there's a no smoking policy. He goes in, everyone is smoking. And he's like, he's like, he's like, guys, guys, uh, no smoking. And they just look at him and they're like, what are you gonna do? <laughs> I mean, you never hear that story. You never hear of tenants bullying the landlord. It's always the other way. It's true, yeah. But that's because it's not. No, I guess it goes back to like the the what your point about you know Netflix or something. It's like you know, no, no one wants to see that story. Uh, no one it's not a likable story I mean it's a funny the only way I think you could like turn it into like something enjoyable is if like you're really making him into an absolute cuck that's just a complete pathetic loser which is true it's I, just the truth it, in it, this case. it is it is the truth but um, I, I don't know I, I, I definitely enjoy I love listening to these stories it's endless like they'll call him every day like uh, one day there's like a sewage uh, like oh I mean recently there's a lot of crime um, yeah. And he had, he's had two tenants uh, accused of homicide, okay? <laughs> and, and then, like, a couple of weeks ago, an entire SWAT team broke into one of his houses, blew, <laughs> destroyed the house, destroyed everything. The, the door, oh the God. windows, it's all completely, you know, and of course, he's going to take care of all of it. He's, my, my friend is going to, you know, have yeah. to, and uh, this is just, like, on the regular. This is, like, normal uh, daily, his daily life. Oh my god. And he also lost his job. He lost his job. So he's actually just taking care of this. This is his main source of income, which is unclear in terms of... Uh, 
But yeah, at the same time, you know, it was his choice to buy like 15 shitty houses in, in yeah, outside of Syracuse. That's yeah. That's what I was going to say. It's sort of hubris. Like he went into this thinking he's going to be like this like slumlord and basically just like sort of collect money on these shitty places, but it turns out that he's actually a good person, but it was those bad intentions to begin with that got him in there. It's funny kind of to have like someone who's genuinely good, but unfortunately has bad intentions. <laughs> <laughs> That's so interesting. Oh, um, so this, this comedy festival that I was supposed to do before the pandemic, um, uh, just said they, they're rescheduling to September and asked if I can still do it. And I don't really know what to say. Oh, damn. They're probably gauging them. That's their way of gauging. They see if comics yeah. saying, what are you going to do? Um, I mean, the money isn't great, but I was still going to do it. But now that there's this like risk, it's a question of like, how big are these rooms? I don't, I don't think they're going to, they're like, a, it's a huge club. So even at 50% capacity to be like standing in a room, for an hour with people who are like laughing it's like a little i mean i guess they could be like tested like i don't know if people are going to be tested to get in it's a lot of questions and i won't want to get on a plane so i'll have to make a 12-hour drive oh you're, you're um, not doing planes anymore not in september i don't think that's safe do you what because of 9-11 what <laughs> <laughs> You're like, not in September, never in September. <laughs> never again. Uh, no, I, I think I, I think planes are pretty safe, actually. What do you mean? You're, it's like the worst place, isn't it? They, they, at some point, maybe, but now they're very empty. They're like super clean. Uh, I guess it's about the journey the, to the airport. It's a little... A little but still, I, it seems like it's... I, I wouldn't hesitate. I want to go what? on a plane. That's... I want to. I. I've been. I want to. But it's just so much like recycled air. All it takes is like for one person to have it. Uh, I guess that's a point. It's a fair point. But if uh, it just seems like uh, there's so few, you're so far apart with anyone from anyone. I don't know. I just don't know. The idea of doing stand-up again seems so insane. I mean, you make quite a statement. The first comedians who start doing it, they'll be like. That's another thing. Like, there's there'll probably be judgment passed. Oh, no, no doubt. Yeah. I mean, the funny thing is, I'm sure they don't know if it's happening either. They're just trying to get a feel. Yeah. So, um, I wonder what what are you going to answer? Well, I asked my agent if I could agree now and then change my mind later, but they said, uh, "Why don't you just think it over?" <laughs> I like that. That was, you know, that would be the ideal way for anything, right? Can I say yes now, then no after, and then yes again? I've asked that question so many times. Would it even be fun doing comedy to like a 50% capacity room? Well, I think it would, close, it would feel more like a, almost like an open mic or, or like, you know, I mean, you know what it's like to do a, a poorly attended show. You know, it would be that feeling. Just... I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I've never. But, uh, you know, just not as, no, it's not great, but sure it's possible you can find you know it's like yeah you know it's a challenge to crack the room crack the code i think you yeah either everyone would be like ecstatic to be there and like you would just be crushing 
or there'd be like a weird vibe. Like I remember the last show I did before the quarantine at the cellar and there was such a weird vibe in the room, but that's because everything, everyone was still on edge and like unsure of what was going on. So I guess it, it would be different now that it's like, you know, there's facts on the ground. I love those days. Those are really fun few days. <laughs> when everyone thought they might die. Yeah, I also I remember going to see a movie like, and it was pretty packed, and you're like, oh wow, everyone in this in this theater is a lunatic, right? Because it was already it was already sinking in that um, you shouldn't be going to the movies or something like that. But it was packed. Yeah, it was packed. I remember it's like before, like the, there was like a delay. There was like a few days where people were being irresponsible. Even at the cellar, they were practicing like. Yeah. Like, I think 75% capacity. And then there were these little, like, mic condoms. So everybody had to, like, use a different microphone and then put a little, like, slip over the top right. and then, like, take it off. Which I prefer because I speak so low. I often have to hold the microphone so close to my mouth. And then I often will accidentally lick the microphone. And it's the most disgusting thing you could possibly do if you've never smelled a comedian's microphone. It's, it's horrendous. So now I'll always have my own private microphone to lick and shove in my mouth if I so choose. So that's nice. We're going to close the episode. Um, where, where can we find you? Instagram, I think, is a great place. Uh, Samuel Bronowski. Okay, that's Bronowski, like bro, now, ski. I think that's enough for now. You know, uh, once you get there, you can, I can direct you to other places. Uh- Okay, yeah, you'll have to message him to find out the other places you can find him. Okay, well, that's it. (laughs) Uh, Wonderful.